This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From our virtual studios in the Netherlands and Camarillo, California, it is time once again, everybody, for the Marketing Geeks. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Marketing Geeks. And uh, we have an exciting show for you this week. What do we got, Andros? We got, we got the first, first ever time that we have a, uh, well, we have a, a, a married couple together on our show. This is a whole new experience for everybody. We are going to get into all sorts of topics. These guys are SEO experts and content specialists. And uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing because uh, they're going to tell you how to run a busy life and a business that's successful. SEO tips and uh, yeah, all sorts yeah. of things. While, while having three kids under the age of four, which is important to mention. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And uh, I've got one and a dog. And that is hard. So I, I've got I've got one and two cats, right? So <laughs> that's right. It's hard to tell the difference. I know. But without further ado, marketing geeks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, as a marketer, you know that your website is the most important brand asset that you have for any digital experience. So you need to make sure that uh, you need to have testing and building and optimizing for your site. And that's why there is a solution that is called Pantheon. It's a platform that will give you a Drupal or WordPress experience that surpasses any other platform. What do you think of that? In fact, uh, it's actually the only web ops platform built from the ground up for agility. And it actually gives web teams agile superpowers to iterate faster and deliver results. In fact, it's so good that uh, organizations like Coach, Yale University, and ACLU trust Pantheon to keep their sites fast, scalable, and secure. And there's a listener offer. So if you uh, go to pantheon.io slash marketing geeks, Pantheon will uh, give you a special uh, thing. Special welcome, a special welcome yeah. offer. So again, that's pantheon.io slash marketing geeks. You're going to want to check now, that out. Back to the show. Marketing Hello, everybody. Geeks. 
We are back, and it is time uh, once again for another s- stupendous episode. So uh, this is, yeah, this is a first. We we have uh, a husband and wife team who uh, they started a business that uh, caters to SEO and uh, content marketing, social media marketing, and uh, basically they were uh, in the rat race. Uh, they, uh, they got mentored by a, uh, by a top notch, uh, strategist. I want to hear about that. Uh, and then finally they went on to start their own, uh, business, which is holisticmade.com. And it's not, if you want to get your, that's, uh, M-A-D-E, but you, not if you want to get your house cleaned by someone who's holistic with like natural cleansers. Oh, oh that kind of made. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they, uh, they focus on health and wellness. Uh, so without uh, any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan and Sasha Skolsberg. Yay! Very close. Schlossberg. 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 Oh, man. You know, uh, you're so good. You're so you good. And I got, I got to tell you, I love what you did with Holistic Made because yeah. I'm always afraid someone's going to think we're a cleaning service. Yeah. Well, that's funny because that never crossed my mind. But now that you say it, it's like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, thank you guys for having us on the show. Yeah. We're really excited. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being here. Dad. It's a first for us because we've never had a married couple. So first of all, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your business and uh, what you guys do? So we do SEO as well as oftentimes we'll get a client who needs other things as well. Um, and, and we actually love digital marketing on the whole, but everybody needs SEO and we cater to the niche that interests us the most. So birth centers, chiropractors, naturally inclined businesses who normally are trying to do everything themselves. So they just don't have the bandwidth to do their own digital marketing as well. So what attracted you to the health and wellness sector specifically? What, what about health and wellness is uh, the reason you got involved with that industry? So I know Jonathan wants to answer this, <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to dive in here. So he, uh, as, as is common for most marketers, when you step into a business, you see all the things that need to be done for them. Um, and we're like crunchy people. He is chomping at the bit to talk. This is so entertaining for me. So we delivered our baby at a birthing center. We see chiropractors um, for our health care. And so naturally he would get into these conversations with what they needed to do, how they could do it. And eventually the businesses that we went to just started hiring us. So when we decided to officially start our own agency, we already had the niche right in front of us. Very nice. Yeah, essentially, I like to say is like what years ago when we first got into it, it was like throwing spaghetti at a wall. Like this time it would be work trying to find work with a plumber and a real estate agent and, you know, a mechanic. And, you know, like everybody needs it. But like there was no whittling down, no niching down. And, you know, we didn't want to do that. It's something we're passionate about. So we get to help people that we really care about what they're doing because it's how we live our lives. Mm-hmm. And it gives us a, it gives us a little bit of a direction um, in how we run our business. Yeah. It also sets us apart because you see so often digital marketer websites and everybody does exactly the same thing. And while that's fun, it's hard to build a business. So by getting super specific, leading with SEO and holistic, that allows us to, to market more effectively. 
Yeah, no, I just want to point something out to our seven listeners. Uh, and that's that's the fact that, you know, this is this is one of those things that we talked about, about, you know, we often talk, talk about like finding your tribe and, you know, niching down. But this is a, a perfect example of how you guys were able to find something that you're uh, you found that you're good at. You can speak a language. And so you niche down to this idea of like uh, holistic SEO and, and holistic uh, marketing. So, you know, there's going to be that yoga instructor who's going to see the typical uh, SEO people who are more like commercial marketing and uh, they come to you and there's like, you know, someone meditating, there's some meditation stones, there's, you know, it, it, you speak a certain language that's going to attract your perfect customer. So when, when you got in alignment with this, was this something that, that, like what was the process to find that, that messaging and that niche? Like, how did that happen? Like what was that the was, aha moment? It was actually Sasha had a conversation with uh, a friend about it because, and this go, this will take us back to sort of the, the origin story of how the agency was created is we were working for an independent publishing company. I was the VP of operations and Sasha was the, lead strategist and content creator. And so we've been doing this for a couple of years. We launched seven or eight verticals, products, branding, sites, SEO, all that. And then July of last year, we literally, we saw the writing on the wall and funding dried up. We were working with our birth center and we were working with our chiropractor, um, just kind of on the side, just offering advice and finally got hired by them. But we, we saw the writing on the wall, funding dried up and literally we were pregnant with our daughter in the third trimester on the exact same day we both lost our jobs. And it was, it was that week we were having a play date with a friend. So we're literally in her pool talking and she's one of those whizzes that just comes up with business ideas. And she kept saying, you know, just do what's right in front of you. And we kind of had to be hit over the head and go, Oh, that's, that's right. We have, we didn't even see it ourselves, which is so funny at first. Yeah. It's really funny how sometimes you can't see the forest through the trees. Cause it was like literally sitting right in front of us. And and I fought it because I was like, no, we've got to go after the masses. There's not going to be enough. It was that like, you know, we find your tribe. But I was like, no, we need everybody because there's more. But as soon as we like or I got past that, I realized it really did set us apart. Um, and it was really it's really easy. It's a simple conversation now. And, you know, I used to think, well, if you if you go so niche, is, are there going to be enough? Are there going to be enough clients? Are there going to be enough customers? Are you going to be able to have a thriving business? And really almost any niche you can like niche down. It's almost impossible to niche down too small to not have enough clients. So what you were saying for your probably now four listeners, um, <laughs> like if you're thinking about that, like do niche down because it makes you special. It makes you stand out. And and I think what you said there a couple of minutes ago is so spot on. Well, even in the beginning, we, we had the challenge because we still, even though we had our niche, we wanted to do more. And so it took us a few months to go, okay, fine. We're going to, we're going to lead with the SEO because you do people want expertise. They want specialty and, and people don't believe from the outside that you really can do everything. So it made us more yeah. successful to have the additional clarity. So I got, I got a couple of questions, uh, uh, specifically for you, Jonathan, one of them being that a as a guy who you were doing SEO, you were doing branding, you were th doing this type of thing. Uh, what, what, number one, what was it that made you resist 
the very thing that I'm sure that you told other clients, which is, you know, one of the worst things as an SEO person uh, to hear when or branding, when you're doing branding is when you ask them, who's your perfect client? And they say everybody. And you just want to like knock them on the head and go, no, it's not everybody. You have some avatar types, but you have one specific customer. So, so what, what was it that number one gave you that resistance? And uh, what was it that you finally learned from that experience that you now employ? That, that is a great question. Um, so I think, honestly, it was fear. Fear of lack. Like, if I niche down, there's not going to be enough people to speak to. Can it, can it really sustain itself? That, I think, is, like, the number one thing. And I think that's the number one thing. Like, like why we want everybody. You no, know, you now that I'm like in it and doing it, it's like, no, I don't want everybody as a client. Um, and we had to deal with that recently with someone that I was like, we, we turned away, you know, a, a very large amount of money because it just wasn't the right fit. Um, and that, that was stressful and hard for me even still. But when you're clear, I think when you're clear on who you are and who you you're supposed to talk to, it makes it easier. So once I could step through that fear, once I could step through that fear, that's what allowed me to, to be okay with it. Um, and then there was you just, two. you, you got to step two? through the, you, you got to step through the fear. That is, that is absolutely true. And, and, uh, uh, I'll get to the part two in a second, but, uh, you know, it's it, one of the, the, the benefits of being, uh, your own boss, uh, is that you can fire clients and it, it, it's a hard thing to do, especially if, if it's the money coming in. But I have found that whenever I fired a client that was not healthy for me, uh, then it usually opened up more opportunities. So uh, you got to admit, there's nothing better than than turning away toxic work. <laughs> you know, no, you're totally you're time- so correct on that. Um, yeah. And and I'll be quite honest, I, I'm completely lucky and blessed to have Sasha because she is the sage and sees it like for real. Like I would have taken the client on and I would, and she's like, you would have hated yourself and it would have been a headache client. And I would have been like, I would have been like, but it's the money, you know, because sometimes like right. maybe it's just the provider as the husband, you know, you're like, well, I need to provide. Um, but again, like, like I teach my kids, um, you know, this is a total non sequitur, but we just did a Spartan race um, this past no weekend. Way! Yo, yeah. totally. like, we're, oh we're, like, I, I did a, I did a video just as a sidetrack. I did a video with, with uh, my son to uh, promote a Spartan race for a, no. a company. That's one of the sponsors. Yeah. I, I, I'll put a link in the, I'll send it to you. Uh, but I'll put a link to that video b- below or Justin will, because uh, it was hysterical. He was, my son was like two and we uh, got a doll that looked just like him. And I ran through the Spartan race. I, I, I gained weight. It was like me in the, in the video and I gained weight. So I had this huge belly and we found this baby that looked just like my son. And I put him in this backpack and I was running the race and, and I'm totally out of shape. For clarity, it was a baby doll, not a baby. Yeah, but but uh, thank you, Justin. Uh, but uh, I would cut back to him doing like some of the stuff with me, and we had people like freaking out. It was great, but uh, man, uh, good for you. And and they're going to do something called the Strong Viking here in uh, September, and I'm going to do it with my four year old. Dude, that's amazing. Oh yeah, so we had our daughter. Yeah. So 
with three so we've done a couple other different ones before but with this one um we didn't have anybody to watch our kids so we went and my daughter did the half mile first at 8 30 and like talk about back to the fear thing she was so excited to do it and then when it started she got terribly afraid and like the whole thing which is what i talk about in our back to the business sort of as well is i said to her it's like hey we don't quit we push through i said look trust me you know you're feeling fear now but as soon as you accomplish this task when you take the action the fear just completely dissolves and that's going to be an amazing feeling um and that's what i try to teach her and that's what i have to look at when it comes to my business um, making choices, releasing clients, yeah, that sort of that. thing. We get to, we have to push you that fear on the daily basis. And then also just to close yeah. the loop, then Sasha ran and I watched the kids and then I ran and she watched the kids. So it's like coupling family and work. If you want to talk about it, it's just a constant navigation, but the fear back to what we were talking about before is really, really, you got to step into it. You have to leap, you have to push yeah. through and, you know, you see so many people like, hey, I want to become an entrepreneur. I want to start a business, but I don't I'm afraid. I don't know. And we should just tell them to get used to being scared. It's yeah, really <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that's really it. No, it, it, and that's so true because because as an entrepreneur, you hit those moments when I when when I really got into starting my business, my son was uh, one years. Uh, he, he no, he was just born and I had no clients lined up. It was in November and. And, uh, and I, I was, I, I just like, and I was late on rent and I, it was one of those things where you're just like, this is where I step up, you know? And, and if you can move past the fear, uh, yeah, you can, you can, people, you know, revolutions are started that the world has changed. Uh, and, and we need more of that in this world. Uh, we, we live in a, a society where people are, are riddled with fear and they, they don't leave their houses and they, they, they're, everyone is trapped because mm-hmm. of fear. And, uh, it is a time for us to get over that. So, uh, I commend you both for, uh, that's, that's a great way to, uh, help your children. Although when, when, when your kid is 16 and you give that, that awesome speech, she's just going to look at you and be like, yeah, dad, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much probably. Yeah. Yeah. But right now that's awesome. And, uh, uh, yeah, so good for you. So let me ask you this. How did you, uh, overcome, like, what was that conversation like when you finally decided to step into that and what's the road like? Because you have three kids, right. That are all under five. Did you say? Yeah. So our oldest is four and a half. We're cra- I'm going to explain it right now because everybody listening is going to be like, you guys are insane. So I'm 45. My wife is now 35. Almost. Almost. We're Thank almost. Right? We're almost. <laughs> and I didn't want to be like a million years old and start having kids. And so she was like, I want the kids to be two years apart. And she has this idea of having four kids. And so I was like, I'm going to be 90 years old by the time <laughs> we're done. No way. And so our kids are four and a half, two and a half and six months old. So they're literally two years apart, but their birthdays are all within a 10 day window. So it's in December, December 3rd, December 13th and December 10th. So, I just hear, I just hear that uh, December is an expensive month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but from a strangely logical perspective, because you have to be so intentional and planned, I'm convinced that we actually spend less than your average family with three kids because we have to be smart about it. That's, that's true. That's why I married her. She's the logic. <laughs> yeah. There's a strange uh, that- logic to all of it, but it does appear completely insane. 
So, so take me back to the time when like, okay, so, so you're pregnant, you're about to have, you know, the kid, you both get fired. Uh, and, and, and so then you go into this process of like, uh, you know, troubleshooting, like triage, we got to figure out like the solution here. So what, what was the, the, that time like until you finally became solvent? Uh, stressful. Yes. I think I was probably maybe bearable Ooh, that's at best. Um, it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's really scary, you know, like one day we had our paycheck coming in and the next day we didn't. And it's not like, you know, I lost my job or she lost her job. It was like both of us and here comes a baby. So it was really, it was really scary. But the one thing that we're both really good at is in the face of something, we take action, you know, and we, we have a faith that allows us to believe that we'll be taken care of. And so sometimes, sometimes it's stronger for me. Sometimes it's well, more times than not it's stronger for Sasha. Um, and you know, she has a good header and she like, we just, we work it out. We're a great team. It um, also isn't the first yeah. time that we've had when, when I was pregnant with our first kid, I lost my job. So he had one then, but that was scary. So I, I feel like by this point, we're sort of veterans at leaning into, into the fear. And I think we kind of have accepted that the life of an entrepreneur is full of crazy ups and downs. So, mm -hmm. um, and I'm a military brat, so I tend to be very stoic. It's funny that she says that. Cause I was literally going to say, she always says to me, embrace the suck. Yeah. And so it's, we just kind of lean into it. Um, and so we, you know, we, we leaned into it. We talked about it. We were like, well, you know, I mean, you literally go, well, do I go back and like get a survival job? And we're like, no, we are just not nine to five people. We're like, well, it was just, it was in front of us. And we just said, let's do it. Like if, the, if there's any time to do it, like this is it. And so we were like, the name came to us and it just started working. And we had actually, too, an interesting mindset shift because I know that it can be emotionally challenging to to lose your job or to be in the period of struggle and to not attach failure to it. And so what we came up with was the concept of like, OK, this is startup life. So what does it look like if you're in a startup and that there's an excitement there instead of a fear? Um, and so we we kind of switched it up that way and gave ourselves a little bit more more leeway. Less desperation. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting. I did, um, uh, I did a Ted talk and I kind of touched on, on this subject and, uh, it, it's about building your own narrative and, uh, no matter how crazy it may seem and, and uh, allow it to be, uh, an origin story of a superhero. And, and when you change your own narrative, uh, to something that works, everything starts to fall into place. That's absolutely it. I had, um, that's how I, I've approached any struggle that, that I've had. Cause I've had crazy challenges. And at one point I had a job where I was literally cleaning toilets in a movie theater. And that's what I told myself all the time is like, this is just part of my story because someday I'm going to be able to say I cleaned toilets for a living. So that's, that's where I, that's where I look at it all. It's all part of the story and, and your, your hero's yeah. journey. Now, let me ask you this. Are you are you able to um, like, do you have to do daycare for your kids? You have three kids or are you actually watching them and doing the business at the same time while they're at home? 
So to answer that question, sitting in front of us is a monitor while our two kids are napping and our six month old daughter is nearly getting into the electrical cord behind us on the ground crawling. She was she was was asleep. (laughs) We got them all down before we started recording. Our infant woke up, so she's she's self-entertaining for the moment. We have a nanny um and a babysitter that's about, that's 20 hours a week that the day she's not here i take the lead on watching the kids while jonathan works um and we are homeschooling our four-year-old's too small for kindergarten but we're doing reading and math and um yeah not, none of it's very conventional no we're not conventional <laughs> in the slightest and i gotta tell you i never would have thought like this is the way my life would have turned out and it's but it's amazing yeah. like I was talking to my daughter about it this morning at, well, at lunch just now, how like she was sitting with me and I was like, most dads go to work and they come home late at night and like, this isn't normal. And I mean, I said, you know, I said earlier, we're, we're a little crazy. It's like, we work together. We raise our kids together. We homeschool together. We work out together. Like we, like most couples probably like see each other maybe in the morning and a couple hours at night we're together together. we're together 23 and a half hours at least a day and then Um, at dinner time as long as you like each other as long as you like each other that's good no i mean and that's the amazing thing you like each other it's obvious that you like each other and look i i mean i am i am by far and away not perfect and much less perfect than she is and i can be a monster um but what i realized is is the amount of time we spent together is probably like we probably equated in our, our anniversary is on the 21st, so it'll be five years. On our five-year anniversary, I will assume we have probably spent 25 years worth of time together of an actual real normal marriage. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's awesome. And, and you know, I just, I just got to commend you, Jonathan, because just you being able to say, you know, that you're not – that you're still a work in progress – uh, and own that is something that a lot of men can't do. And so uh, that's one of the primary reasons your relationship works so well, obviously. Uh, Andres, I, I feel a little guilty, though, because I have one child uh, who's about to turn 13 months and he's in daycare right now. And, you know, yeah. here you are watching. First of all, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. No, but there's, there's no judgment because we've realized that everybody does it differently. What works for each person is so different. And it's like, I, I mean, like we've had the conversation, like, do we, do we put the kids, because if we put the kids in some sort of like formalized thing, the amount of time we would have to like scale our business. Like if I, if I, if we tried to explain our work day, like the goal is for me to work by nine o'clock and I'm usually getting started by like nine 45, 10 o'clock. <laughs> and there isn't a day, there isn't a day that I can get probably more than an hour's worth of more than an hour's worth of time on average of work time. If you count in like being interrupted every 15 minutes. Now Sasha has gotten great at like taking the kids and doing it, but there's the insanity of working in your house with your spouse, with three kids especially in the Phoenix desert where now you don't take them outside because it's 110 degrees. Well, oddly enough. So we had a co-working space, but we are also um, relatively minimalist. So we downsized our home and now uh, our home is too small and the co-working space shut down. So that's an interesting challenge we have now is in this summer, in this summer heat, like I am this morning, took all three kids out of the house so that he could have uninterrupted work time. Like there's definitely... 
the, the next thing is going to be a finding another co-working space and a larger house. It's, I mean, it's the Boy, iteration yeah. is constant. I have been in this, I have been in this exact same situation and, uh, that my, my perfect sleeping hours were at seven o'clock. I'd put my boy down for sleep. I would wake up like an hour and a half later. I'd start work by nine, be really cruising by 11, go to sleep around four or five, uh, and then sleep till 10 or 1030. And that was, uh, that was what I had to do. And I, I, I also had my son with me, uh, for most of his four years so far. So it, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a challenge. It's part of the adventure. It's, it's great that you're, you know, for all of us, our kids see us working on a regular basis. And, uh, I think that's really healthy. It, it is pretty exciting when you think about it. Like my kids will get to grow up. I mean, gosh, I know we're so far off on the tangent of this, but like my kids are going to get to grow up essentially being like, Hey, my mom and dad were with us all the time. Like that's what they'll remember. And they'll get to see that we like that we worked, but that we spent time and we were intentional about what we were doing. And look, I'm not like, it works for us. Like, I know people that are like, I wouldn't want to do it. And I, we don't judge. It's like, it's what we want. It's how we want yeah, to do no. it. And, and it, it's exciting for us. And like, you know, there's, I'm sure my kids, when they get to be 18 and 20, are going to be like, they're going to have their issues for that. They're going to need therapy for, for us doing it this way, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we're all going to mess up our kids. That's obvious. It's just how badly, uh, it's really, <laughs> is really, uh, the thing. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I commend you both. I think it's amazing. You're living the adventure and, uh, you know, that this is what it's about when you really, uh, just step into kind of the next phase, you, you don't, there's nothing worse than having to rely on someone else for your money. And, uh, it, 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 it makes it, it's oppressive. So, uh, you know, congratulations to you both. Well, thank you. I'd like to, I'd like to switch gears a bit now. Um, so let's, let's talk about the business. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, holisticmade.com. Uh, I'd like to, so when you have, you find a client or a client identifies you, you have a health and wellness company. Can you walk us through how you're helping them? I know you're, you're doing SEO. Is that your main service offering for them? Um, you're doing, you're going to just optimize the website. And can you talk a little bit about your process for SEO? Yeah. Today? What's your, what's your pitch um, essentially when you, when you get a client? Um, gosh. Okay. So first of all, when we started out, we were doing a bunch of stuff and then we started like, we, I mean like branding and funnels and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it became too much. And so we niched down because a, I like SEO. Um, and then we were also doing a little bit of lead gen. We do some LinkedIn lead gen and Facebook ads, but then I realized like Facebook ads, it's just, unless you're doing a specific aspect of it, it's just, it's all encompassing. Like you're constantly like, it's, it's, it's very hard to scale. Um, and so, yeah, I'm familiar. and so like with <laughs> SEO, it's something I've been doing from the beginning of it all. So it's something I know really well. Um, and it's interesting because SEO is kind of like faith. You can't touch it. Like I call someone and say, Hey, I'm going to do this stuff and you're going to show up higher in the search engines. And they're like, well, how does that work? And why does that work? And why would I want to do it? Like there's nothing tangible. Right. And so it's a really interesting conversation. Um, so I try to, I try to have a conversation talking to them about what's going on with their business and where they need improvement and why you would want to 
reach the top of the search engines. Um, now, I, I first of all will tell people like, look, I will never promise you you're going to be the number one person because I don't know what other companies are doing. I'll promise you you're going to get great results and I'll get you to the first page for sure. And my goal is to get you to number one. But anybody that promises you number one, you need to run because there's no guarantee. You can't. There's no guarantee. And there's there's a lot of bad people out there that have given people like myself and some of the community that I'm friends with uh, a bad name because of how they do their work. And so one of the things I did, it's an actually it's I should send you guys the link so that you can put it on here. It's it's a really fascinating um, video I shot. I did a I did a cold case and a cold case. I did a uh, case, case study. study. Um, and it was a homicide. Yeah, right? I was I was working for CSI. <laughs> CSI Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, there was there were just like bodies everywhere, you know, arms and legs. <laughs> it was mass chaos. No, uh, so I did this case study because like trying to explain to someone the power of SEO and what it does is like it's impossible. So I I did a Google search for the number one chiropractor in Scottsdale. I called them. And I recorded the entire call. I put my phone on speaker. And so I screencasted like me sitting there videoing me, but catching the phone call. And I basically called and I spoke to them and I was like, okay, so like, hey, uh, I'm doing some market research. I kind of positioned it. I'm like, I'm working with Google, which I figure since I try to get them ranked on Google, like it was not technically a lie. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I'm partnering with Google, working with Google on some stuff. And I, you know, you're the number one chiropractor in Scottsdale. And so I'm really wanting to show people like how the benefit of what it does is and how many phone calls a month you get just from that. And I said, so how often do you get a phone call because of this? And I figured they'd be like 100, 150, 200 calls a month, which I would think would be great. She's like, yeah. she's like, oh, 550 calls a month. And it blew oh, me away. And then did she say she was, and did she think she's overpaying too? No, but I, <laughs> that's my favorite when they, when they think they're overpaying and they're getting 550 right. calls. And now this wasn't my client. I literally, I, I was just doing it. Cause I was just like, Oh, here's a good thing. And I, and I was like, this is a perfect explanation because if you're getting 550 calls a month and you, you get 10%. Now, there's about 1,600 searches. I, the fact that I know this off of the top of my head is pretty um, sickening. But for chiropractor Scottsdale every month. So if you're getting 550, you're getting a, a slightly over a third of those calls. And you close 10% of the business, that's, that's 55 new clients every month. Like what business doesn't want that? And so it was some, it was a way for me to visually show someone the power of why you want to use SEO. Yeah. That's one of the challenges with anything. Internet marketing is people don't understand it. So yeah, you have to kind mm -hmm. of, you have to tell stories and make things in um, tangible terms or, or visualized terms so that people uh, can see the bigger picture. So I, I, I've had that challenge. Now, who, who's talking now here? Is that? <laughs> that would be Ryland. That's our, our two and a half year old. He just woke up from his nap. Yeah. So we got, okay. we, got, oh. we got four fifths of the family here. One kid on each Very lap nice. and the dog is uh, awesome. scratching behind us. I love it. Oh, <laughs> I love well, it. I, 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 love gotta, it. I have a question real quick, Jonathan. I'd like to, um, I've had conversations with a few different SEO people recently. And there's kind of like a, a couple schools of thought as far as uh, backlinks go. Well, one of the people I, I had a pretty deep conversation with was was telling me that backlinks are pretty are being de-emphasized. Um, I mean, they're still somewhat important to have some you know heavy authority links, 
uh, but they're being de-emphasized and uh, that content and blog articles and things like that are, are kind of the way of the future. What, what's your take on that? I'd like to hear your, uh, your take on, on approach to like, whether you think content is more important, backlinks, keyword optimization, like where, where would you rank that? Um, I'm not going to answer that like dead on. I'm going to kind of talk about it to <laughs> okay. answer it because it's, it's yeah. SEO has so many moving components and like, I don't by the time this airs, it'll probably be a couple of weeks, but just the other day, Google had a big update and like every single <clears throat> yeah, one of us are like that. checking our sites, like who's going. And I had one site uh, of ours that's um, an e-commerce site actually took a plunge by about two, two and a half pages. And my guess is because it's e-commerce and it's not content necessarily driven. So mm-hmm. I always believe this content is kink. Content is always important. Regularly posting blog articles, having your, having your content be um, keyword optimized. That's all very important. And if you hear my son back there, that's, that's yep. just him. That's Rylan. Um, so I think content is really huge. And there's, there's, th- there's three main components. It's content. <laughs> You're gonna take off for a We're gonna lose Sasha and the kids for a minute. Otherwise, we're not gonna. I wish I. Oh, I wish thanks I, for. I, can, yeah, thank you, Sasha. All right, All right. you can so come back. Ryland. You can come back if they're. Yeah. Rylan. Yeah, you guys I can know, switch we, we off. Will. No, so, we will. I promise you. All right. Okay. Um, and thank you, so listeners, for the. So this. Okay. So this is what work life is like. Just so you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so the three things I always say are content citations and backlinks. Now they may de-emphasize backlinks, but they'll always be a part of it. I mean, the two highest authority sites are Wikipedia and Google, right? They're built on backlinks and content, right? So I don't think it'll ever go away. Like there was the whole talk, is SEO gonna become non-existent? And now Google is finally realizing that people like us play a very important role. Like in Google's terms of service, if you do anything to optimize your site to get better rankings, it's against their terms of service. Yeah. <laughs> right? But Which people have been people have been breaking yeah, for a long have, time. <laughs> exactly. So it's like Right. And and they know it and so they're now they're sort of kind of working with us a little bit, but they're not like, "Hey, here's here's like the olive branch." And so here's the thing that's the most important. There's black hat and there's white hat. And the black hat are the people that do all the stuff that's scammy, that gives us a bad name, bad name. And the white hat are the people that do it right. Um, and you create good content and you create real backlinks and you make sure like you do, you, you, you cross your T's and you dot your I's and you make it as natural as possible. Now, granted, you are manufacturing some stuff because you have to, but you do it to the way that it is natural. You, you know, if you, if you're pointing links to a site, you create another site that actually provides value. Yeah. Right. You, right. And that's, that's like, like one of the, one of the clients that I have right now, the strategy that I'm employing is this very thing where I'm going to start creating uh, keyword rich articles that answer like a question that revolves around that industry. Uh, you know, uh, like what is smart glass? So creating a, a blog article that, you know, gets into some details and then posting it like on LinkedIn. Uh, that's a really good way of, of gaining uh, good SEO. You know, so searching that. What? So what? How? What yes. else would you do in that particular circumstance? So for your like your smart glass guy, for example, what would I do? So I yeah. would create an article 
Um, so I like the idea of the article, but I would create it as an evergreen article that you can continually add to Google loves it when you add to articles. So say you write a thousand word article, but make it something. So it's not like top 10, top 10 things and numbers and lists are great because people love to read them. But if you said like the major benefits of smart class, right. And you, you did some stuff and then you found out and then like a month later you went in and added another 500 words and you're adding to an article that's powerful. Um, Obviously sharing. Wow, that's great advice. Thank you. Um, so I always like to suggest to, to do that because the more you, Google loves it when you, when you consistently add to your site, whether it's pages or posts. So if you have a services page, but you don't have all your services pages lists built out, well, build out your services pages. Even if you're just adding one at a time, don't add them all the same day either. Like if you have them already, launch the one service and then a week later launch the other service page because Google is then seeing consistent new stuff when they're crawling your site. Um, yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I could, I mean, for your smart glass, I'm just trying to think of what else. I mean, you know, everybody always says like you know guest post and get people to link back and all that sort of stuff, and I think that that's great, but that alone is a full time job, and so. Um, you know, I have a very, I have some very unique ways in which I, I do my stuff, um, both because I work mostly with local businesses, they have a physical location. Mm. Um, that's easier. It, it's, it's, it's easier and it's different. Um, there's a lot more competition in the sense because everybody goes after the local and I'm just one of a million people like sending you an email or trying to connect with you. Cause they're like, Oh, I've heard this a thousand times. So we set ourselves apart by a, how we create our client relations. Like for example, like our client was our birth center and our chiropractor was our client. And as a friend, she came to our daughter's birth. Like that's just how we roll. Like we're friends with our clients because relationship is the most important thing. Um, and so like I have some very sort of ninja S stuff that I do to get the clients ranked in Google maps, which is really cool. Um, and it just has to do with creating like local relevance around your business and locations in the city and how we do it. Um, I'll give another, I'll give a, I'll give a hint. Any picture that you have on your website, you need to geotag it with your, your latitude and longitude. Wow. This is geeky, but latitude and longitude, and then re upload all the pictures to your website. It's basically saying every picture. Now it says it's at this location, which can have a really good effect for where you're being ranked in, in the maps. That's interesting. I, I, I got another one. Uh, and this is one I just discovered the other day. If you are on mobile and you open up your, uh, maps program for like a, you look for a pizza restaurant or whatever, uh, and that, uh, company has a listing on Google, you can add photos and, uh, it's just like anyone can add photos of the location of the restaurant of the food, whatever. And so, uh, the more people that do that, the higher will also go in the, in the rankings. Absolutely. And I always tell all my clients, like we optimize their Google, my business page. You want to have 30 to 50 images that you've posted all geotagged, all keyword optimized in the metadata because, and I, and I don't know how many people on here like no SEO, but like, that's like the coding under the picture, which is basically saying, this is what the picture's about. And 
Yeah. It's okay. We like to go deep on this show. So I like to hear, I like to hear about yeah, metadata I, and all this. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. We are, we are the marketing geeks after all. And, and let me tell you, our seven listeners, they're some of the smartest listeners on podcasts today. Ever. I have so never met seven know. smarter listeners in my what? life. <laughs> yeah. Well, neither have we. So, <laughs> so Jonathan, well, when you're doing, when you're doing keyword research, uh, I, I'm curious, are you using any tools like SEMrush or Hrefs or, uh, just Google keyword planner? Like what, what kind of tools are you using for like keyword, re- keyword research or content planning? Uh, I'm curious, like what kind of tools that maybe our, our listeners might. So I, I use, uh, night tracker or Nightwatch. It's Nightwatch. It used to be okay. Rank Tracker, which is really great. So I put my clients in there and I'll track keywords and it tells me sort of the Google Search Console aspect of like how many searches are happening. I've used Arefs and uh, SEMrush as well. Um, I'll use Majestic to check links and anchor text and all of that with what's going on. Um, yeah. Honestly, uh, I, I focus, I, I really use um, keyword every, keywords everywhere. It's a, it's a Google Chrome plugin and it's, it's nearly just as good. Um, and it gives you the, the, the essential idea because for me, if I'm working with a chiropractor for, per se or a dentist, the main keyword I'm going after is dentist in the city, right? Um, mm-hmm. yep. so then it's just figuring out kind of what their other things that they want to rank for are. I mean, I always tell them and they think it's weird. Like you want to say, Hey, you're the chiropractor near me because then you start to rank for the chiropractor near me. Um, that's just a little side hint. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, clients are always like, well, I don't want those kind of words on my page. And I'm like, do you, do you, <laughs> do you want the words on your page and have your phone ring off the hook and be there? Or do you want to make your page like 20 words and have a few pictures and nobody ever find you? I mean, the reality is not that many people are going to read through your website, like cover to cover also. So they're not even going to probably notice that you have some, maybe it's a little bit awkward on there, like the near me part, but you know, they're probably not even going to see it. It's just really about getting found on Google. They click on it. They find your phone number. Exactly. And I tell people, if somebody does read everything on your website, the odds are they're going to become a client because they're a big, highly interested buyer. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, uh, I I just want to also give a shout out to keywords everywhere. It's a Chrome plugin. It's free. It, uh, if you're an SEO geek, it's, it's really very, very handy, uh, for sure. So, okay, well, let me, what do you think then, uh, you know, cause Google just changed their algorithm. We don't know exactly what they did because they never tell us people kind of figure it out. Uh, there's like 200, what is it like 210 different metrics that they say that they, they use and they're changing all the time. Uh, one of the top ones is, of course, your site has to be mobile optimized. But but what do you where do you do you have any inkling of where you think search is going, where you think that the next iteration of all of this is? It's all voice. It's going to be optimized for voice. Every I think at least that's my that's my inkling, like whether it's AI doing it or how they're planning on making it. But with Alexa's and Google Homes and with Siri and you, we know that like you, you mentioned something and the next thing you know, you're seeing a Facebook ad for it. I just had that happen the other day. Like I don't get creeped out by it because I know it's technology and it's marketing, but people get creeped out by that stuff. But that's, that's, 
that's which, where we're going. Which um, is interesting because it, it's a different way of speaking. So when somebody speaks to search, the, the keyword terms are going to look a little bit different than when they type to search. So I, I think exactly. I, I forget if they call it, what do they call it? Is it natural language when they speak? And, um, or I, I don't remember the terms exactly, but I know that there's a, there's a term for like speaking versus yeah, semantic uh, typing. Search. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I definitely think that uh, we're going to get into more. In fact, I, I think that the, the next AI algorithms are going to be so advanced. They're going to probably feed you information before you even know you need it, which is also creepy because then, you know, you can subtly be manipulated uh, as uh, we have seen over and over again, uh, especially with the dawn of deep fakes. But, uh, uh, and, and I, I, Jonathan, have you, have you been following like the whole thing with deep fake? I have not. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I know the, Oh, okay. Well, just Google it. Just, just Google it like deep fakes. And, uh, there's this whole new technology that could basically warp reality. So, uh, videos of, they, they, there was just a video of yes, Mark Zuckerberg yes, talking yes, on yes. Facebook about how he really works yes. for Spectre. I saw that they did, uh, yeah. they did the Pelosi so, I mean, one that, too that, with, uh, making her look like she was drunk. Yeah. That, that they just manipulated the video, but this is, they, they got Mark Zuckerberg yeah. to actually say things he never said. And, uh, it looks pretty convincing. So, so it, that technology is just going to get better. And the, and the voice technology is very good too. They can actually replicate voices in an eerie, eerie capacity. Yeah. So, so, uh, I mean, we're getting into this whole new brave world, but, uh, l- let me just boil it back down to our subject, which is this, how do you think that naturalist speaking, uh, in, into Siri or Google home, uh, how is that going to change SEO and, and how do you, pre- how do you SEO that? That is a very good question. And I've, I have, haven't fully done that for most of my most of my sites because it's so brand new um and we don't know exactly how it's going to be done because here's the thing and this is so weird like the way you speak and the way it would look on the written page they don't match so if you put it on your site it's gonna it's gonna be jolty and so it's finding a balance Sasha wants to jump yeah, in I feel like it's it's still going to be I mean Google wants Google wants people to find what they're looking for and the way that we type normally is closer to how we speak so if you're doing good content that's going to pop up anyway um, well, that, that's a good point because ultimately Google is after the intention of the use of the searcher. So yeah. even if you uh, type a little bit different than you speak, if uh, if Google's algorithm is doing or their uh, if their AI is doing its job, it should still match the intention to the right website. Yeah, if the if the content is right, because I experienced that searching for things on on Alexa, that the best it's it's still a work in progress, but the best content is still trying yeah. to appear well sasha let me let me ask mm-hmm. you a question welcome back um Thank uh, you. we've got to wrap up the show but i, I, I want to I, I, i'd like to find out from you uh could you just tell us like what goes into good content because you're the content person so when you write yeah. good content that's readable that's interesting can you give us some tips about like how you approach that you know, it's funny because it depends on what the point of the content is, because if you're seeking out content for, say, a business Facebook page, then 
that's not going to appear anywhere, but it needs to be there. It's almost a placeholder. So if someone searches a business, they go and they see it, they see informative content, but you're on a Facebook page. You're not writing for the point of engagement or for SEO. Now on a blog, you're, you're writing for the point of SEO generally. And then for say Instagram, you're writing for engagement. So you have to pick the reason for your content and then work based on that. Now there's, you could be writing a a blog, say you're driving from Instagram to a blog, then you're not doing it for SEO. It depends. It can depend on your traffic source as well. So consider where you're going to receive your traffic and what's the point of the content. And then you can know how you're writing it. Does that make sense? So I, I have a question for the, for the blog articles that you're writing. Let's say you are writing one with the intention of doing it for SEO is there like a specific word count that you kind of favor, like how many words are in the article? And then how many keywords do you tend to target in just one article? Do you usually target a couple or how many, like usually how many keywords are you targeting when you're writing an article for the, for the SEO purpose? This one's slightly more technical. So I'm going to let Jonathan talk on that one. So 1,800 to 2,000 key with two keywords. Whoa, that's large. <laughs> 1,800 to 2,000 yeah. <laughs> word count is, is what honestly what Google loves, but I'll, I'll throw up, but like I'll throw up, I would say eight to 10, well, six to eight, 500 word articles. I'll throw up then one or 2000 word. And then I'll throw up like one 1500 to 2000 word article because I mean, a 2000 word article is, that is a big article. Most people, and most people, here's the fact nowadays, while Google loves the long article because it says you're an expert, most people want to consume 500 words or less. That's just, you know, we're in that we're in the fast food society where like if if I open up an article and it's a New York Times article and I see the scroll and the scroll bar is like really shiny and it's going to I'm like, I don't want to read this article. I don't care enough. But if it's a short one that'll give me what I need, I'm good with it. And so so I feel like you've got to mix it up. You got to give what people want. But then also and I think Google is going to catch on sooner or later that like more a higher word count doesn't necessarily mean better um so there's that yeah and then keep yeah uh, this is this is exactly right because this is why no one read the Mueller report right (laughs) like I should have been able to read it in like five minutes but no you had to like make a novel on me how dare they imagine that um yeah and I wonder how many keywords were in that thing um no and then I say like I go with one main like keyword keyword phrase that you know I'm using in in the title um and in the description, et cetera. And then throughout it, maybe depending on how long the article, if it's a 500 word article, maybe two. Um, but if it's a 2000 word article, I might go for four or five keywords in there as well, or variations of the main keyword phrase. And here's a fun strategy thing though. So strategy wise, 2000 words, you could repurpose that into an ebook and that's a 15 page ebook. So just a just a strategy hmm. thing for you. No, that's a, that's a, that's a really good heads up. So, so Jonathan, do you come up with the keywords and then Sasha, you kind of execute it. You write the stuff around the keywords. Typically. Yes. So, and this goes back to the conversation of how we're working with three kids. So Sasha was doing all of that, but we've now brought on uh, a team of writers and, that, an editor. and an editor that we have Sasha kind of oversee, but, and she's vetted so that we have our writers and our editor working the way that she would write. And so um, I come up with the, I typically will come up with the keywords. 
um, or or the, or the subject of the article. And you guys probably know this, like the way copy is written, the way blog posts, it, it all changes. It was it used to be like top 10 things. And then it's, you know, it used to be listicles. And then, some you know, it always changes. And what was reading big six months ago was not reading now and what's going to change in six months. So I use um, so I'll use like Google and, you know, see what some of the other search things are. BuzzSumo is great. Um, for, totally free and amazing is answer yeah. the public. Answer the public. Which are you answer the public, uh, dot com. Okay. I think it's based out of the UK, but like you type in a keyword and it'll like come up with a bazillion different questions. Everything that people are searching around that keyword. That's cool. I, I always yeah, like BuzzSumo, except they keep making it because uh, they used to give you like three free searches a day. And now it's like one mm-hmm. search. <laughs> they keep limiting and, it more and more. And it's about what is it like 200 bucks a month? Yeah, it's not cheap. Great, great software. It's though. a great yeah. tool. But the thing is for us in, in the holistic space, when I'm writing articles for my natural dentist or, you know, my chiropractor, it's never going to get massive. You know, it doesn't go viral, you know. Whereas BuzzSumo, if you're looking for some of the stuff that's more general topic, I think it's I think it's great um, for our business. It doesn't necessarily work as great as answer the public um, or even. I mean, this is here's a here's a really this is a total. I'm going to give a huge tip. You want to find blog articles to write. Go to Amazon, search their books and search like um natural dentist or something like that and find the top three books on there and create questions out of their table of contents. You can do that. And literally you could have 40 or 50 blog articles right there in front of you that you can write. All right. Well, we're, we are getting to the end here. So, um, what I do want to do is I want to, I want to open this up for you, for you guys to share a little bit about, uh, my understanding is you have a free offer for our listeners first and foremost. Um, so how can our, how can our listeners, work with you directly. Yeah. Cause you teach this stuff too. You have a digital product, right? That you can teach people like all your tricks. So, so, uh, tell us about that. Perfect. Um, well, wh- why don't we give something away first? So, um, if you want to, yeah. okay. So if you want to work with us, if you dig us, if you like our style, you know, um, we'd love to connect with you. And so we would love to offer you all a free SEO audit. So you can email us at create at holisticmade.com and we can send you the link or we'll just give you the link to put in this if you want to do that as well. Whatever, whatever works for you guys best. Um, and it will, you just basically, you put in your name and your website and an email so that we can get it to you. And it will, it will do a a dialysis. It'll do a diagnosis. Uh, It'll do a dialysis of your website um, and let you know kind of. As long as your kidneys are clean. Right. Fresh blood into the, uh, the kidneys and you'll be doing fantastic. Um, And so we'll do that for you. We'd love to do that for you. Um, And then if you find some stuff that's not working well and you have any other further questions uh, on our contact page, you can schedule a consult with us. We'd happy to do it. Um, as well, um, especially since it's only seven people listening. Yeah, so it'll be very easy. We'll go ahead and get the uh, get that link from you and put that in the show notes, and um, and then also if they want to email you directly, they'll have the option to do that as well. Um, but then also you have a you have a course, yes. so you actually have a course where you teach this stuff to uh, to your customers. So tell us about the course. 
The course is amazing. That was that we created when we realized that not everybody wanted to or had the funds to hire an agency. A lot of people, small businesses, want to do everything in house. So we created the course Front Desk SEO, which is for anybody who it's it's simplified that anybody with a front desk assistant could do their own SEO. And and the way we built it is such that you invest in the program once and we've created that you don't have to buy anything else. So all free tools. Like we, we show some tools and stuff that you can pay for, but everything is designed where literally you can you don't have to put another dime in and you can do all the SEO work. Now no gotchas. Yeah. And now granted, as you guys know, there's some stuff that we have to do in, in terms of creating links and networks and whatnot that does does incur a cost. That's not necessarily included in the course because it's a much higher level SEO. But this is literally everything that you need to do to take your site where it is and and really push the needle. And it's literally so easy that your front desk person can do it. Nice, nice. And and how much does that run? Uh, it's normally four ninety seven. We're actually about to do a big launch on it. After that, it'll go up to nine ninety seven. Um, however, we wanted to do something special for your listeners. Anybody that wants to uh, take us up on it, we're going to offer it to you guys for two ninety seven which will include access to our uh, private Facebook group and coaching and mentoring. Um, and uh, nice. it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. So they, we have a special promo code. And I think you said. Promo, promo code, code is going to be geek. Geek, nice. singular or plural? S. Geeks. <laughs> Sorry, plural. plural. Yeah, okay. apparently, apparently I forgot yeah. the S. The plural will be geeks, and that will take two hundred dollars off the price. Nice, quite a deal. nice. Quite a deal. Well, uh, very good. Well, we gotta we gotta wrap it up. But real quick, uh, tell me what you two are geeky about right now. Uh, it doesn't have to be marketing related. TV show, movie, book. What are you geeky about right now? TV show, Shit's Creek Schitt's on Creek. Netflix. Yes, <laughs> really. What's that okay. one about? Uh, have you guys I watched Shit's Creek? What's it about? Oh my gosh, it's it's you. Uh, okay, it's Eugene okay. Levy. I know him. Um, and what's her name? Catherine O. Catherine O. Uh, the Home Alone mom, right? The Home Alone mom. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they're like they're like these huge socialites, bazillionaires, and they like lose all of their money. And they the only asset they have left is they bought this town called Shit's Creek, and they get stuck living there in the like the motel. And it it's is amazing. It is genius. It is genius um so that's the big geek okay. on that and then we just finished the season finale of billions oh okay i've i've not okay. watched billions yet i heard that's amazing but i just finished what if on so netflix I was, what if was interesting i guess sort of <laughs> but it was it was watchable i don't know what if. it's a new one on netflix okay justin what do you what, what are you geeky about this um, week um i just finished the black mirror the new three black mirror episodes i, I uh they're they're weird oh. but they're good I heard it's really, really weird. weird. It's super strange. <laughs> yeah, I love and weird. I, I'm a little so excited. Gonna... I just heard uh, Jessica Jones is out. Yeah. It's final it's season. Out, but unfortunately, um, it's so... the last one because Marvel, all the Marvel shows are moving to Disney Plus. So. Yes, uh, they are. Watch the OA if you haven't seen it. The OA is yeah. great. And then for my amazing. And then for my geek thing of the week, uh, I'm going to go old school. I just finished reading again, the stand by Stephen King. Oh my Ooh. gosh. It, it, his best work. It is. You know what so I'm reading right now, Andros? So I read good. that. I read that over What's two that? decades ago. It is so good. Oh, no, go it's, ahead. it's, it's worth uh, reading. I'm reading the book Bitcoin billionaires right now, which is, it's essentially like the spiritual sequel to the social network or the, uh, the accidental billionaire, I believe was the name of the book of that movie. 
Uh, it's it's about the Winklevoss twins who, you know, Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. screwed them over in the Facebook deal, but how they went on to become billionaires in Bitcoin is quite it's quite good. I'm about halfway through. Yeah, wow. So that's, that just came out. They're probably really cool. less billionaires now, yeah. but you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, they, they were much bigger billionaires in December of 2017. But so with that, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, uh, Jonathan and Sasha. Say the last name because I'm going to mess it up. Schlossberg. Schlossberg. Holisticmade.com. Thank you for uh, sharing uh, everything with us. Uh, so appreciate it. Uh, visit their website. And one, one more time, yeah. the, uh, the course was seo.holisticmade.com. The promo code was geeks, and you can get that course for $297. So be sure to check that out. Yeah, you could you could make that back with one client in a day. So uh, with your new skills. So uh, definitely worth investing in yourself if you do that type of thing. Uh, next week, we've got uh, uh, more guests and more geeks stuff and uh with that everyone thank you from the another yeah. amazing episode of marketing geeks <laughs> uh yeah we got we got exciting stuff coming and the show keeps getting better and with that all good things yes all good things we love you uh all of our seven listeners Don't forget to tell 500 of your closest friends about us and with that.